So greetings and salutations from Chibesta from Turbulent Radio, who is airing again. And uh, this very episode, um, well, what can I say? This this world is turning into a pretty uh, busy and very intense place. And as you guys know, I usually try to um, use the podcast to talk about uh, the yoga as an organization, to talk about Trooper Negro the band, uh, to talk about well, Pomperius Pizza to talk about patches, pretty random fun stuff. Uh, this is basically what the Jugend is all about. But these days, uh, and, or this month, as I, sh- uh, I should say, uh, they have been developing into a pretty, I don't know, severe and very intense, uh, uh, well, world and situation. And um, this, I thought, I kind of thought along um, quite a, f- yeah, quite a while about this, if I should really pick this topic up. But then I decided, yeah, it's too, too relevant. And, it also touches some basic, uh, well, bas- basic ideas and visions and basic mind- uh, basic mindset of the Tubingen, and this is obviously having something to do with not the no not the coronavirus, but the tragic murder um, of um, Mr. Floyd, and uh, this gave me the chance, and I I, I looked around in the Tubingen, and I got a hold of um, one one. One uh, guy or one two vegan member from two vegan new uh, London, that is, and he goes um, by the lame name of Black Rage, and as the name kind of uh, uh, says, you are uh, a black member of the two vegan. So I, I decided uh, to hit you up, and uh, why don't we? Uh, I start asking you about your um, perception of the current situation. You being being black probably have a, a better grasp of, of the whole situation. You being from the United States, uh, you can give the Jugend maybe a a quick, uh, not a quick, or any any pick any length, but any view on 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 the situation in the U.S. U.S. now, and then we'll work work the conversation maybe into a discussion about how you to be Jugend is or should maybe be um, integrated or related to that whole situation. So, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, um, you're on, uh, and uh, yeah, let's get the discussion on in these very sad times. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, so everyone knows the basic situation that everyone's kind of going nuts about right now. It's uh, a guy, Mr. George Floyd, uh, was basically just killed in the streets there in uh, Minneapolis. Um, Depending on which of the video you saw, a lot of people saw the one guy on his neck, but from the reverse angle, you can see there's three other cops sitting on his back. So there were four officers in total that helped, you know, make sure that he couldn't survive. Um, so yeah, this set off a round of protests. And um, this is actually something that happens quite frequently in the U.S., uh, almost on a cyclical basis every few years, something like this has to happen. Uh, a few years ago, it was Ferguson. Uh, there's been protests in many cities. Um, as long as I can remember going back to, you know, when I was a teenager, there was, you know, Rodney King riots. Um, and this is just, you know, people try to treat it as sort of like this anomaly when it's actually just sort of an enduring part of American culture. And it's something that, you know, if you live here long enough, you're going to you're gonna be faced with it at some point. Okay, so um, we we all get the news over from over um, from overseas, uh, basically I would guess everywhere on the planet. So um, usually, also thinking back of uh, situations, uh, 
do you remember the, the the time and place where you were when you first got the 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 news that uh, this situation happened? 9/11. No, well, 9/11 as well, but but the 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 Floyd situation. I do not remember the time and place I was. Um, it would have been probably after work or during the day sometime when I checked my phone and I saw it on Facebook. Um, like I said, these things happen with enough frequency that it's not like a world changing moment like 9-11 or, you know, when Kennedy was shot or something like that where you remember the exact moment. Uh, and it was, I was probably at the time not even through arguing with people about the gentleman in Georgia who was killed by two guys who weren't even policemen. They're just two guys that ran up on him and killed him because they thought he was a criminal. Yeah. So I, yeah, and that's, that's one of the things it's like, I can't remember exactly when I found out just because it wasn't like, Oh my God, this happened. It was more of, Oh my God, another one. Okay. So um, looking at your situation, you live in, in Virginia. Um, in how far is, is, is a place like the, the city where you live? Is, does it really feel the protest? Is, pro, is protesting in, in the U.S. going on not only in, in the bigger city or also in smaller ones? Um, in, in most major metros, there's some sort of protest going on. Um, there is, there have been protests in the city I live in and in some of the adjacent cities. Um, I live in Newport News. There have been protests in Newport News. There have been protests in Hampton, in Norfolk, Virginia, and also in Richmond, Virginia. Okay, have you been, uh, did you take part in protests? Have you been around this, the areas? Uh, um, could you give a brief, brief description of the situation? Who was actually protesting there? What's the, what would you say is the target group or the the definite people going to this this sort of uh, this sort of protest is it mainly black people is it uh, mainly or not mainly but is also white people or a decent mixture or what can would what would you say is the is the typical background of of the people walking on the streets and protesting um, against uh, this 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 circumstance and this situation it varies by the local demographics um, Newport News and Hampton are predominantly black citizens who live there, so that's who was the majority of those protests. Although um, my my president from um, New London, Johnny Gratton, who helped me start that chapter uh, back in 2005, he also now lives down here, and he was there. And um, there were some some people of all races there um, because of the the industry that's around this part of the the state. There's quite a lot of mix. There's people that come here for work or for school that aren't from the area. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of people constantly moving through. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was peaceful. Um, most of the major metros, like big cities like Minneapolis, LA, Chicago, um, we've seen a lot of evidence that some of the protesters, particularly the ones that are causing destruction and those, those are all people who come in from other places. Um, You've seen a lot of examples of, I don't even know how to term it, but it's almost like protest tourism. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Minneapolis has seen a lot of it, uh, people who don't live in the Twin Cities. Uh, the one in Los Angeles, a lot of the people who were arrested were actually from out of state. But uh, in the smaller cities, the people that you see there will mainly be locals. 
why would you say are people the same the same the same phenomena also happens and or happened um some years ago in hamburg uh when they had this a uh, huge political meeting there and there were there was also like a a they were protesting about capitalism basically um why do you think is this is this whole situation attracting protest tourism or why is it really gotten that big and uh i might also say um in most places or in big cities at least at one point out of hand why do you think is this whole thing blown up at this moment well there are a lot of people who are just basically opportunists um people who live in minnesota are not going to burn down their own homes they're not going to burn down their own stores um, they're not going to destroy something that they feel a personal connection to uh, there are people from all groups that are infiltrating to discredit the protests there are different groups of black bloc people that show up just to cause chaos there are actually several cities chicago and minneapolis to be specific that had instances of uh like white supremacists and white nationalists actually going out there and causing violence just to get the police to react disproportionately mm -hmm. um, because we live in an age where people don't feel invested enough often to look at a whole story they just want a short video clip and it's almost a battle of information it's who gets their video onto the internet on the twitter first to share their point of view and the same situation can look really good or really bad depending on how much context you have and so that's what's been happening a lot from talking to my friends in the cities i used to live in uh, many of my friends are at the protests in their different cities i lived in san diego for many years i lived in tulsa for many years um, all of them have said the same thing it's the locals are not the ones that are initiating violence with the police and but that's not something you're probably going to see on the news depending on what your your preferred source of media is mm. well that's totally a, a of course the social media is is, is a big a big phenomenon and, and a big multiplier and playing that game right is or not that game right but that or playing that medium right is, is and getting the the an honest truth information is a, is a is a very very hard thing to do these days um how about you personally have you been because you were mentioning um that you have been uh you noticed or you've noticed like various incidents of, of, of black people being hurt or or killed by by police in uh, in the us uh in the last years why do you think is is this a problem that has become so big and so kind of regular in the us what is the real reason for that because police brutality is a topic that's arising in every in every country i would say but it's and I, okay i'm i'm just leaving out south america and, and and maybe parts of africa where everything seems to be on a different planet but so if, if we solely focus on the western world for the moment um why do you think is this thing happening in the in the in the in the u.s and uh, i mean i've been to the u.s various times and i've well I've had one in well, two incidents in 10 minutes in 20 years, which is weird enough, but only traffic related. Um, why do you think is this the, the way police officers sometimes approach their job and act? 
why isn't there anything that 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 is holding back a situation or them from 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 really i don't know ex ex expanding their, their their acts and going that far why is there no regulation or why is there no break in, in, in their action well you'd have to look at it a couple things one is there's been the huge our, our whole history um with 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 racial violence racial segregation systemic racism so we have the whole history so that's the background now you take it forward to where we're moving forward and we're passing new laws and we're like you know times are changed things are better you know maybe they are some places that but they're not really in all places so as far as particularly the experience of black and brown people with law enforcement it's there's a couple things one is the culture of policing in america uh, most police departments foster this identity of combativeness and aggressiveness because they're told that they're quote you know warriors in the war on crime and you talk about when you say the war on crime you make people think of the word war that implies fighting and so you have a lot of police officers who have the idea that they are in fact not public servants but warriors their job is to clean up the streets protect the communities or whatever but when you when you treat them that way when you buy them or give them you know surplus military equipment when you stop dressing them like policemen and start dressing them like soldiers and giving them expanded powers they're going to react differently um police in my opinion in my experience from what i've seen don't have an overall culture of de-escalation. Mm -hmm. Some officers are very good at it. Um, as a group, they're not. Uh, if you look at the protests, most of the violence is initiated by police because they they just don't know how else to react when challenged. And de-escalation uh, is not a thing they are taught at all. Uh, some of them are. Some of them are. But you got to remember. I mean. They're, they're worked really hard. They don't get a lot of initial training. Um, and it depends, it's, it depends on where you are in the world. Different nations at attack policing differently. Um, you know, in the United States, it takes longer to become a licensed barber than it does to be a police officer. Okay. So, you know, you, you rush them out there. And the biggest thing is, so training, and this is something you learn in the military as well, training is only a building block to get them out into the job. What really determines how they're going to be is their leadership when they arrive at their precinct and their organizational culture that are set by their sergeants and their lieutenants and their captains. And so you can tell them whatever you want at the academy about de-escalation, but when he gets to his job and he sees a sergeant doing it one way, that's the way he's going to do it. Um, so you have an aggressive police culture in the United States. You also have a, a perception of the danger of black and brown men. Um, the way we're portrayed in media, the way we've been put up there is we're more dangerous. And when people talk about things like systemic racism or white privilege, 
the biggest example you can point to is the way police react to people. Um, the way police react to a white guy running up in the state capitol with an AR yelling in his face because he doesn't want to wear a mask and he wants to go to Applebee's versus a black guy walking down the street with a sign that says, stop killing us. So there is a, there's a mentality within policing that black men are inherently assumed to be more dangerous. And so that means where their reaction in the scale is, instead of starting at a one, they're already starting at a five or a six. Mm-hmm. So this has, but this has been going on for, or developing for decades, I would say, this whole situation. Have you personally encountered any situation like this? Some uh, a, a police approaching you in a very aggressive or intense way? Yes. Um, yeah, I have. Um, usually, it's one of those things where, as I say, they're on a heightened alert. Um, You can tell by the way they approach you. You know, you look at his hands. Um, oftentimes, if his hand is already covering his weapon, that's because it means he's already nervous. Um, there's the presumption of guilt rather than the presumption of innocence. I've had them walk up to me, question me, what are you doing here? As you know, I'm walking down the street and doing absolutely nothing. Or a lot of times, particularly, it'll happen if something else goes down, like at a bar or at a, at a show or something, and something happens, then police start scooping up people. Um, you know, you look at who they want to question, who they don't want to talk to, you know, who they want to let go and who they want to sit down on the curb. So, like I said, it's the the cultural perception that, you know, a person of color is probably up to something that 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 makes them feel like it's good to be suspicious always why is that um do you think this whole situation um before we go into the true vegan aspect of it do you think that this whole that this whole situation is gonna be changing the way the police is gonna be operating uh after the sea after after the sea at in, in this very situation their their behavior behavior is not de-escalating but more escalating and this is making everything worse especially when knowing that uh intense more demonstrations and more people uh uh, uh merging and, and more people uh um on the streets is gonna be not gonna be really cool and good for the current current COVID situation. Do you think that they will learn from that, from that whole thing, this, the, the police for and the way they, they do things, especially when, when looking at the tweets that uh, the person in charge of the United States of America, the person who calls himself or yeah, yeah, he is definitely the president of the United States, especially looking when, when, when looking at his tweets and he's not exactly de-escalating. Do you think, This is still there's still gonna be a chance of of a, of, of a change for the better in the in the long run. In the long run, there's a chance, but to change the status quo, you have to give enough people a reason to change the status quo. Um, right now, 
there are more people who are benefiting from, or at least not harmed by the status quo. So you have to find an incentive for those people to support change. Now to change policing, to change any systemic change, you require two things. You require the, the legislative change. You have to make new rules on paper. That's one thing cool. You write the rules down, but then you have to achieve a, a cultural change too. Um, to achieve systemic change across all departments in America would take years because you would have to gut many police forces. Gut uh, meaning keep kicking out or suspending them? You would you would have to get rid of a lot of cops who frankly don't want to change how they're doing things. And now the what people who 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 defend them will tell you is that you can't treat all departments like you treat uh, the people who you know killed Floyd or the people who killed Michael Brown or, or the people who beat Rodney King. You have to say, oh, there are only a few bad apples. Um, the problem with that phrase is that people who use it only use half of it. They use half of the phrase. The phrase is a few bad apples ruins the bunch. People throw away the back part and they say it's okay to just have a few bad apples without understanding how, as those bad apples increase in rank and seniority, set the tone for their organizations. So you would have to really, to be honest, you'd have to fire a lot of cops. I mean, a whole lot of cops to create total systemic change. And that's not something that many people are going to support. It also takes a long time and it incurs an expense. Like I said, average police academy in America is between three to five months long. Um, okay. If you really want to get better policing, you would increase the rigorousness of their training. You would make it, it harder money. to become a cop and you would make it harder to stay a cop. Um, right now, police officers in the United States have been granted what's called qualified immunity, which means mm -hmm. it's hard to fire them. It's hard to prosecute them. Uh, they're protected by an extremely powerful union that won't even let you question them in many cases. Um, they have access to the courts because they have a relationship with the people who prosecute crimes. Um, that was the situation down in Georgia where the guy was killed. One of the reasons why there was such a long wait between any arrests made was because there was a relationship between the district attorney and the department that one of the guys who shot him used to work for. All right. And so it took a month to sort out a conflict of interest. Hmm. When looking at the uh, at an institution like the police, uh, police force, and the military, um, how do you see the the differences in in the approach of how things are being done? Uh, um, basically, them both serving or should be serving uh, the nation for security and uh, and protection. Is there any? Is there a basic difference between those two uh, entities? In the military, you take an oath to support and defend the Constitution on behalf of the people. Right, and that's it. You don't swear an oath to the president or any elected official. Your job is to protect the Constitution and, by extension, protect American citizens. And the Secretary of Defense has actually reiterated that in the past couple of days because the president was threatening to send in the military. And the Secretary of Defense actually sent a memo to the military reminding them that their duty was to the Constitution, which gives people the right to peaceably assemble. Uh, police, so if you see a police car in America, most of them have to protect and serve written on their door. They actually don't have 
a duty to protect or serve. And that's been affirmed through the courts. Mm -hmm. All right. The courts have said a police actually does not have to protect you. All right. Their job mainly is to enforce laws. There are good cops out there who will probably help you if they need to, but they don't have to. And that's the difference. Mm. They, they don't, they literally don't have to. All right. Well, that's it. Certainly not a good, a good and bright picture, but thank you so much for, for laying that out uh, in detail uh, because you are, um, it, well, in, in this country and you exactly knew about the situation. When you were talking about the, um, the, the cultural aspect of the, within the police, and this is a, a segue I would like to use to go, um, to go back into Jugend topics. The Turbejugend uh, itself um, is, and I know you, 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 know, you, you, you told me you're, you've been around since 2005, right? If I got that right, I've been around since 2003, yes. so quite a long time. And I've been, well, around this Turbejugend organization for quite some time and um, in, in the, mainly in the German European area, also, um, um, dealing with uh, cultural aspects and discussions about the Turbejugend culture. And as we all know, uh, Turbejugend is, is, uh, is have, they have a, set, a certain set of rules and those rules imply that we will not uh, tolerate any Anti well, and any fascist or any racial or any 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 behavior that is exclusive, right? It would that is against minorities or against anything politically right. And this is a this is a uh, it's not a law, but it's a set of rules that that one has to accept when on, and before joining the Tube again. And this can be read all over the the, um, the internet whenever the Turbjugan pops out. It's it's a very good thing because on a first on a, some people would not recognize this on a, on a first sight of the, of, uh, of a Turbjugan Kute, especially when reading the Turbjugan, that German name, and the letter caps. So people might be misinterpreting that. So it's really important to to keep that in mind. Um, however, when it comes to to politics, when uh, when it comes to discussing politics online on the Facebook, um, especially and also within the last days, uh, I've kind of always noticed that discussing politics within the two Jugend is not all, always going over really well. And a lot of times is discussing politics is, is really ending in a, in, a, in, a, in a controversial and not very happy and constructive discussion. How's your, your experience, especially with you being black, do you have any experiences on, on, on Trubigan and, 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 and politics on the, on the Facebook or, or on the internet or in real life for that matter? Um, well, the, the way you define what is and what it is in politics is how you start. Uh, when you talk about something like racism, sexism, homophobia, I mean, those to me are not politics. Now, they become part of political conversations when you're talking about, you know, developing bases of political power, developing followers, things like that. But racism isn't a political issue. It's a human issue. Just don't fucking do it. All right. Don't be sexist. Don't be fucking xenophobic. I mean, those are issues that 
everyone deserves the respect to be treated as a decent human being. Unfortunately, those issues can be politicized. So that's where I began. To me, when someone says, oh, we don't want to talk about politics, I'm like, fine, racism isn't politics to me. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, within the, the Turbo Union thing, I, I'll have to be honest with you, I'm a bit out of the loop about it. Uh, because I don't follow the main Turbo Yugen page on Facebook. Uh, I left it several years ago because, you know, of a lot of toxic things I saw there. So it wasn't until later on someone told me, days later, someone told me that, hey, there's a, there were some posts circulating and people were fighting about it. Um, so that's, that's where I stand. To me, racism isn't a political thing. It's a human decency thing. Uh, the second issue about discussing politics in general, well, in the U.S., we used to have uh, an old saying, you know, when you're out with people, you don't discuss religion or politics. And what that did is it created people who are unable to discuss those things rationally because they're used to avoiding them. So what happens is now people don't want to do things that are hard or have hard conversations. All right. So they what they would choose is rather than have discontent and have to go through some growth, maybe painful growth rather than actually do all the hard work of learning about why people feel the way they do and where they're coming from. It's easier to just not talk about it at all. So some people choose, you know, a fake idea of what they think is, you know, peace or getting along. They would rather have that than have hard conversations. You know, they're just, they don't want to rock the boat. And, that's not really productive because this is not an issue that you can stuff under the bed indefinitely. You know, these things are going to come out. Um, It's easy when things are going well to put up, you know, a facade, but when things are tough, you're going to see people's real character. Um, I, I can tell you in the United States, it's a very large, very diverse country. And, there's a lot of people with very different opinions who agree on one thing is that they like this band. And so they, they join Turbo Union. And you see them out at a show or something, you run into them and you're like, hey, that guy's got something in common with me or that girl's got something in common with me. Um, and you get to talking and you might find out it's only that one thing. Yeah, so that's a common denominator is and the common thing that we all have together is being in, in, a, in a kuta. Yeah. But that's, that's one thing. And what you are saying, if I'm just trying to, to repeat that, is that Turbjugend, Turbjugend Negro, the band, and the basic, as with that, that's I think we can we can we can say that the base the basic the basic of being non non racist, not a Nazi, non homophobic. That's. That's a, 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 those are basic values that we should all agree upon before joining the Jugend. Without that, there's no way anybody should be in the Jugend. I think that, that, that is exa- this is exactly the line that you were pointing, uh, drawing, right? This is not well, politics. What I'm saying is, so in the Jugend's sort of our culture, we're supposed to be against racism, against treating people wrong based on their gender, their religion, where they're from, their skin, what they look like, all that. We're supposed to be against that. But like any organization that grows very large, you there's no way of knowing that everyone fully believes that. 
Yeah. What 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 I think, and I've been I've been part of this ambassador project. If, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Trying yes. to trying to understand the core values of of the UN and how can we get those core values into the people. And this is exactly one point I would like to make with this podcast. And this was exactly the reason, uh, well, not exactly the, but one of one of the reasons why I, I wanted to do this discussion is that like to point out that those basic, as you were mentioning, when, when we're talking about 15,000, maybe, is it 15, 17, is it 8,000? A lot of people, basically. And when you when one is trying to 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 get a good sense of, or get a good parallel universe, get good people into this, parallel society and, and, and have it, have it, keep it a good society. When, when you one is trying to keep it a good society, there is a, there's always the question arises, how can we make sure it, it stays good? And we, we, if there are, are people who are not following this, uh, the basic rules of, of is, it a, is it moral rules? It's not a rule, but a basic moral understanding of, of good people, I would say. How can we really organize that and how can we make sure and i think and this is one point i would like to make is is that it is it is mostly in uh, within the 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 members of the yugans in real life and facebook i'm i'm more like a real life person i have to admit but it's 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 a thing that the yugan should really look out for each other and look out for in order to keep it a, a, a clean and good and good good piece of a subcultural society and um it's a hard thing to do. That's what you were mentioning because it's so many people. And how can you know uh, that one person who's going to be joining the union is 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 is, is, is going to be exactly like this, or is he is he could he change, or, or is he hiding anything? Um, you really you really don't know until you meet that person, or they start talking, or they say something. And that's one positive about you know our our current times. It's growing up, you had to meet someone and really be around them to figure out what they're about. Uh, nowadays, social media really just has people telling on themselves. Um, and, you know, just give, give them a platform and sooner or later people will tell you what they really believe. Yep. So um, I think because we we're talking about this lately a lot, uh, but what is the real way of organizing or policing? Is it, is it almost like a not a word that should be used anymore. Not policing, but just making sure that those those values and everything everybody is in check and everybody is behaving the right way. And we came to the conclusion that uh, um, there should not be a higher power or any executive function in the in the union, but we should. Uh, keep keep this you know because if try if you're trying to police a situation via facebook from two thousand kilometers miles or kilometers away it's you, you will be having a hard time and so we came to the conclusion that making sure that everybody in the union especially the presidents know that know how to, to deal with those things and coming up with with the responsibility of taking care of a local situation that that, that that's i don't know seventy percent of the of the goal reached right but when 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 it when it comes to the, those those anti-racist anti-colored uh, 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 you name it and anti-fascist thing that's pretty much said. But as you were pointing out, this is a very 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 smart thing you said. When it comes to other attitudes and also political attitudes, I would 
doubt that the Truby unit is a good place to, and also the internet and, and the Facebook, and we'll see, all see, we're all seeing that where this can lead to because there's some friction going on there. Politics is a, it's a, it's a, it's a different thing. It's the same thing with your friends. That what you were mentioning that when you're out with your friends, you should not talk politics because for some reason, there all there always will be a, or mostly an uncommon uh, or, or an, an un even or not so nice situation will result from that. So what would you recommend for the Tubi event whenever, polit what it, whenever, whenever politics are, 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 are discussed? Do you, would, you, well, would, would you say they should just not do it? No, like, like, I, like I said, I believe that the idea that it's better just not discussing it is why people cannot discuss it rationally now. So I would not say it's something you should be avoided. But you know everything should be handled in context, and I think really, if you really want to make a good organization, it's you've got to get to know each other, um, and that's why you know it's you know it's, it was it was very difficult for you know, the Yugen War to try to like monitor situations from you know half an ocean away because you can't you have to know those people, but to do that you've got to spend time together you've got to get back to hanging out right remember this started this is a fan club for a band. All right, this was based upon music and camaraderie. We, you've got to be having chapter meetings. You've got to be going to shows. You've got to be having parties, be hanging out. You've got to be, this is supposed to be something fun. All right, there's enough hard things to deal with throughout the day. This should be something you get to come to after you've dealt with all the hard stuff that makes you feel better. All right, you've got to get better. We've got to get back to hanging out and being, being a fun group in person. It's hard now with the, the coronavirus and stuff, but even for years, you know, I'm sure there's a couple chapters that probably haven't had a meeting in a couple years. You know, when was the last time we got three or four guys together and went out and just had a beer and talked about things? When was the last time we all met up for a show? Um, the biggest gatherings now are like the festivals because they're so convenient. You can get lots of people and meet lots of people in one place. And that's awesome. But you should also be doing that in your hometown as much as you can. Word, exactly. Especially when looking at the at the at, the, at, the, at the, all those Facebook discussions, and then seemingly everybody wants to have the the, the the aim and the very last word, which is never ever gonna be taking place. And we just face it. I mean, if it's if it's only one uh, keyboard away and one word away, it's gonna be the chances are there's always gonna be one who's gonna be the want to have the last word and things go on and on and on and on and drag and this uh, this not synchronizing conversation which is happening in a personal meeting is, is certainly a difficult way to go especially when talking politics and i can only uh, underline exactly what you're saying that um the true beginning has has been founded out of an idea in st paul in hamburg where people were just going out uh carrying a couch around and uh, and, and and getting drunk and and, and spending time together and this is the, the this was the basic ideas, and ever since the uh, the advent of the internet, okay, we are using that, and it's also a good thing because that's the especially like looking at this art conversation right now. I would have never met you virtually, and hopefully in in person at, at uh, in someday next year, but this would have never happened, which which is a good thing. But then again, always make sure you know how to use the internet, and especially in this very exhausting times now with the coronavirus dragging down people's minds motivations situations anyway and then this whole 
tragic and, and sad thing happening now in the in the in the US, accelerating the whole thing. So it's it's not it's it's not the easiest thing, but uh, still make sure this would be my recommendation and underlying what you said is 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 going out more, talking to people, talking to your local Jugend rather than meeting everybody online all the time. It's, it's certainly a good step in order to, to get conversations going. And those conversations in person, and I'm always, also my experience, is always going to be better in person rather than uh, via a keyboard or the internet. Um, one last thing I would like to talk to you about briefly, going back to the demonstrations, uh, and also considering wearing a kuta. What is your take on... Uh, on the po political activities of of of, of Trubigen members, I, th I think my personal opinion, it's my opinion, is that Trubigen, when when following the basic guidelines and rule, as pointed out, everybody should be entitled to to, to be politically active as, as the way he wants to be. How would you look at the situation when a Trubigen member is putting on a kuta and is going to a demonstration? What I would uh, what I would advise anyone for that is in the United States anyway. I don't know how it is in Europe, but in the United States, police um, have special authority to deal with organizations that have been declared hostile. And when we wear coots to someone who doesn't know us, it's easily for us to be mistaken for something that we're not, and to be treated a certain way. Um, I know, you know, years ago, in some cities in America, there were issues with people in their coot being mistaken for members of motorcycle clubs, and that caused some issues. And most cities, every place that I've ever sit in, every place that I've ever lived, has special laws or enhanced treatment for gang members. So everyone who's in the Turbojugan knows that we are a fan club for a band. People that aren't in the Turbo Yugen don't know that. They look at a jacket and they're like, it's a bunch of people with the same jacket looking with a bunch of patches outside. I wonder what they are. Um, I agree. Anyone who wants to be politically active should. And I don't think it's a negative reflection of the Turbo Yugen to be politically active. Um, what I would caution you about is, in the United States at least, is you should be aware that wearing a coot would probably bring an enhanced police reaction just because American cops, they have to make quick decisions and the way they do it as they lump everyone into a category. And okay. What you're, what you're saying, is it's going to be a stronger reaction if you are a gang member or, or mistakenly taken for one in a situation of the Yugen, right? Yes. I mean, like I said, police in America are not really known for nuance. Um, if they were to see a couple people in coots, they might roll them up and accuse them of being a gang or accuse them of being some kind of organization that we're not. So that's that's my only advice is from your point of standpoint of your own safety, I would advise against you know taking your coot to a demonstration in the US. Um, you know, if you want to make a sign or you know a, a tarp or a flag or something, you know. Turbo Yugen against racism, whatever, fascism, whatever, that's fine. But just because of what I've seen in my lifetime, I, I do not trust police to exercise the amount of caution and rationale that they should. 
Mm. Especially also when looking at all those cameras and all those documentation on the uh, on TV and on the internet and uh, thinking of a situation when somebody's protesting in Minnesota and he's um, he's being filmed and um, somebody picks this whole thing up and uh, documents it the police and if this information is going to be tra- is just transported to another city let's say I don't know Portland Oregon, and if there's a demonstration and somebody sees the Trubi and Kuta, there will be a different reaction, meaning that, okay, we've seen them, this, this group uh, in uh, Minnesota, so that's, this, should, this is probably a, 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 an intense group that operates in, very, in various cities, so we know how to pick them. We'll, we're going to be picking them out and, uh, because they're one, they one gang, and it's not even at, at a demonstration. It, it's an, if, if this is the whole thing with the Kuta is 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 is, is anti police and is demonstrating situation is spreading. You can walk up to Walmart and get a, I don't know if ever, if things are really getting worse, uh, you get you're being hogtied tied to the to the ground just for uh, uh, walking up to a Seven Eleven or the Walmart when shopping because you, because you're wearing that jacket. And this is one situation we would love to prevent from happening. So I would strongly advise not to wear a kuta whenever doing po- political activities, even though we all know that Julie um, Yugen has its core values, which being them being uh, anti-racist, anti-Nazi, anti-fascist, and uh, what I've mentioned various times now. So um, this is an important point I would like to point out that we should be, as, or as an organization and, and uh, as an individual trooping and members, we should stay smart when, do, when, when deciding about our, what we are doing, even, the, even though the, the, the basic idea of protesting against the situation is a good one. So just stay smart on that situation. I'll give you an example of how, how crazy it is, how absolutely batshit crazy it is in the United States. All right, so you're, are you, you're familiar with the band ICP, right? And their fans, the Juggalos? No. But okay, so there's, elaborate. there's a band called Insane Clown Posse. They've been around forever. They're just this ridiculous, like, hillbilly rap group. They're funny. They paint themselves like clowns. Anyway, they have a following that 99% of the people in America just consider a joke, just some weird, goofy guys. They were actually listed as a organized criminal enterprise by the FBI. And the band had to go to court, had to go to federal court and sue the government so that their fans would not be considered criminals. All right, so that's how crazy the police response can be in America. Why did this occur? occur? Why did anybody put them on that list? Because they exist across many chapters in many places. They live in different places. A couple of them go out and do some crimes. Bang, it's an organization. Okay. Same thing in, uh, in America. Like Those of us that come to punk rock bowling in Las Vegas every year, we know that there are places in Las Vegas we can't wear our coots because they don't distinct make any distinction between us and the motorcycle clubs. Mm. Um, like I know there's uh, the Frankie's is one of them. There's a couple other places where they will stop you at the door and you have to take your coot off to go in. Okay. So mm. that's that's what I say about the political thing. I'm not against anyone being politically active. I'm just telling you within the cultural and law enforcement climate that exists in my country, it's it's a decision that you're doing that's going to increase your risk. Yeah. Okay. That's some, some very, very, I didn't know that about the insane clown posse 
in this situation, which is totally, uh, well, ex exemplifies it to the perfect point, what, what, what could be happening whenever you, I don't know, this is, this is a US thing, I understand, but also make sure that via news and via television and the internet, those things can spread worldwide. Just, you know, if there's, I don't know, for some, some Ugandan, I don't know, France or Austria for that matter, me being Austrian, it's, it's going crazy and it's, it's on the news. People in the, in, the U, in the US and all over the planet will take, take some sort of notice and this is not going to be for the good of the tubing. And so keep that in mind, stay smart. And um, um, I have to say that uh, everything you said uh, today was very, very um, enlightening, if that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was. It, it was. I mean, it, it is a um, so you give so many v valuable insights with the police system and uh, the way Amer America and the and the and the authorities work, and also the disturbing aspect. Um, didn't know that uh, the, the, this aspect you were pointing out with insane clown positive that the the police had certain rights when dealing with gangs. So I didn't really know that, but it's a very, very important point I would like to make. And, and, and last but definitely not, not least, the, the point you were making about meeting in person, going out, meeting with uh, um, uh, with fellow Tubigans, fellow Tubigan members, and not only in the big stage on, on concerts where everybody is drunk anyway, but also in the small groups and going back to this basic idea of Tubigan being, being a, a real life, after COVID and also in the restricted version at, the, at, at this moment, a real life um, group of people that like each other and, uh, or, and spend, should be just spending time with each other and also discussing maybe critical topics in person because, because this is an environment when, um, when discussions usually, usually result in better uh, results. So um, is there anything you wanna, you wanna add or have, still have on your mind? Uh, I mean, I think we've covered pretty much everything that that needs to be covered here. And a, a lot of this isn't really new information. It's just the foundations of the organization are, you know, music, camaraderie, and being decent fucking human beings. That's, that's not really asking a lot. Everyone should be able to do that. Um, and like I said, part of the, the history of teaching people not to discuss difficult topics ensures that you have a people that are never able to. And then whenever it comes up, there's going to be fights, there's going to be discontent, and there's going to be, you know, you're going to have a lot of conflict just because people aren't used to sorting out these issues. And people's core values dictate how they behave. And so, you know, if you don't find it out in the discussion, you're going to find it out some other way later. Mm. Exactly. Word. So amen to all you said, uh, Black Rage. Thank you so much for taking for taking your time uh, talking to me on the on the Trooper Jugend Radio podcast. It, uh, again, super valuable insights from uh, from you from the U.S. from the whole system. Thank you so much. I hope to have you uh, on the podcast um, again, and I especially hope to to see you um, probably next year. This year is a, a difficult year uh, to travel as we all know hope to see you in person uh at one point thank you so much for your time and uh come back to the podcast you're welcome come anytime take care and stay safe 
and please be back on the podcast. Thank you, man. It was a pleasure. I'm so glad you had me here today, man. I'll be back anytime you want. Just let me know. All right, Maeve. Cheers and have a nice day. Cheers.
You've been